Welcome back to another episode of Psychocinematic. Today we are covering the movie Infinity Pool, written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg. And as always, spoilers ahead. So firstly, I gotta say, I was so excited for this movie. I hadn't even seen a trailer leading up to it. I had just been hearing wild things. And so I saw Alexander Skarsgård, crazy horror movie. Seems like it's gonna be sweet. First 30, 40 minutes, I'm pumped. I'm getting more and more excited. It's disturbing, it's weird, there's a good premise. And then it just kind of, for the next hour and 20 minutes, plummets for me. I was so bummed because I really wanted to like this film. It was super disturbing, which doesn't really bother me as long as it's backed up with a lot of depth and good story. But I felt like they took their premise and just kind of threw it out the window and it gets so confusing, you don't know if Alexander Skarsgård's character James is the actual James or if he isn't. And you know, normally that's a great question to be asking yourself, oh my gosh, is he even the real one or is he a duplicate, is he a double? But the problem is, is that there's not really anything for us to grab onto. I have my assumptions, but I don't think I'll ever know for sure. I've been torn between giving this movie a 5.5 out of 10 or a six out of 10. I don't know what to do. Just know that's where I stand. I'm gonna get into some of the interesting things that stood out to me. So first things first, I could assume that this movie was shot in Croatia just during the opening credits because there was a lot of Canada, Croatia title cards on the screen. So I was guessing it's Croatia, but I knew that the movie wasn't actually set in Croatia. This was really frustrating for me because the entire time I'm like, where is this? I thought at one point they said Turkey, but I looked it up afterwards and it is in the fictitious place of Lee Tolka. And I'm just like, well, that would have been super sweet for it to be really driven home. Like I heard them say that a couple times, but in my head, I'm thinking like, where in the hell in the world is Lee Tolka or whatever the, however you say it. Anywho, the movie starts off with a long scene where we're just staring at black because M and James are still in their hotel room and they're just talking. And M is saying something that I knew was going to be significant, but I didn't figure it out until right now. She misheard what James was saying. I can't remember exactly what he was saying. It was something about like the breakfast buffet or something like that. What she heard him say was, you can't feed yourself with white sand brain dust. So I realized that was symbolizing ashes. Ashes are kind of white, kind of gray, sand, brain dust. I'll give credit where credit is due. That was pretty good. I think quite possibly the most frustrating thing about this movie is the fact that James doesn't seem to really care about M at all. Even though she's an 11 out of 10, she's beautiful and she's pretty supportive. Sure, there was kind of that little dig during dinner where she says how he married Rich and she's basically funding his dream and he's not really doing anything. She didn't seem that mean about it. And I can understand that it would be enticing, alluring to have a fan of your work who's a genuine seeming fan and who also has got some looks comes up behind you on a beach and starts, I, I don't know which way I want to say this. Uh, I'm sorry, jerking you off. I can see how that would be a little bit of a, a mind fuck. And he came so fast that he probably didn't have time to think about the potential consequences of what he was doing. Oh God, the, <laughs> the fact that they actually showed the, the cum hit the ground. 
I was so shocked at that, <laughs> even though that would be like seriously one of the easiest things to do for a movie. And then I started thinking to myself, why is that so shocking? You see way worse in movies, even if it's just a sex scene. Like we are just seeing a close up of what basically looks like watery lotion hitting the ground. And for some reason, that's more shocking. And I did see on the IMDb fun facts that uh, this movie supposedly was NC-17, but then they re-edited it to get the rated R instead of that. And I've never seen an NC-17 movie, so that would have been interesting. And it probably, I kind of feel like it would have got more people to come to the movie knowing, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I can't believe this movie with Alexander Skarsgård and Mia Goth is NC-17. It's a horror movie. It's got to be insane. Probably would have gotten more people in, I think. When they were at that beach, though, I did like the juxtaposition of the car that's all burned up and then just the beautiful cove and that water it just looks so serene but those two worlds clashing is perfect so this whole cloning a criminal and having them put to death to pay for the crime that you did doesn't really make sense to me maybe the whole town knows that they offer this to apparently i think they said to foreigners and diplomats but the fact that they're having the real version of them non-negotiable you need to watch the clone version of you die does that little sociopath kid who's stabbing the hell out of james's clone notice that He's also up there sitting in the rafters watching it like it's a rodeo or something like that. Do they just believe that he's a twin brother or is the town fully in on it? That's what I don't get. I feel like they didn't clear that up. And if they did, maybe I missed it. I do have to say that in these movies, when I see them in theaters, I normally have to take a bathroom break and I normally jog it to the bathroom and jog it back. So I'm normally only gone for a minute. This time I was gone right when... They want to leave after his clone was put down and he can't find his passport. And so I feel like I missed something crucial. And I did go to this movie alone instead of with my family this time because no one wanted to go with me. But they probably lucked out because this movie was just meh. Later, I saw that James pulls out his passport from under the sink. So I missed whether or not like it seemed like he did that intentionally, like he was hiding his passport because he wanted to stay and probably continue to get inspiration, be around his fan base and I don't know, take back like his manhood because he's been kind of emasculated. He has to be supported. He can't do any supporting. He doesn't know if he's even good at writing in the first place. So it kind of seems like he feels like he has power here and can't be stopped. And when James's double died, did I catch a slight smile from James when he's watching? I don't know if that's relief or if that was just him feeling powerful. I don't even know if that's what I saw, but it's creepy nonetheless. So Gabby and Albin apparently have doubles made because of an infinity pool incident where two people died. Do people get put to death for everything here? It doesn't matter if it's an accident. I know they were making jokes like that, like because someone got in trouble for sodomy and they're like, I can't believe the whole country's not, you know. I felt like that was kind of a a weak premise for the name being infinity pool. And I do understand that you could be doing this basically forever and we'll just have doubles of you coming out of this pool. I get that symbolism. That's nice symbolism, but I just, it, it seemed weird. And then later in this movie, when Gabby says that she never even read James's book. So were you plotting to get him specifically? Did you just recognize him as an, a famous author? 
because what they make it sound like when they read off a bad review is that that book didn't even do good, so he, he shouldn't be a famous author, right? So I don't understand how she figured out how he was an author without actually reading the book. So when James and his newfound cult friends go into that one house and they've got people at gunpoint and being held hostage, Gabby is asking him if he's ever fired a gun, basically in the same position that she was jerking him off in, which that was not lost on me. <laughs> I can still see the silhouette of that burned into my eye. So when she filled that silhouette again, I was like, oh, yep, there it is. And I started writing down, all right, you know everyone in here is going to die because they've got their masks off, they're saying names, and as I'm typing that up, they end up being thrown back in prison, and I was like, well, I was fucking wrong, and then this is where the movie really starts to go south because they all got doubles and they were put down, but now you don't know if they were the people who got put down, now their doubles are alive and celebrating, or if the camera just never actually showed the little switcheroo because he was saying, you know, he's gonna make an example out of them. So I don't know. All right, and this orgy scene was ridiculous. It was super long. It felt like way too long for an orgy scene. And then also, what is up with like the oozing nipple and it looks like the nipples like elongating. So he here's the thing. My whole theory is that the real James did die and he is a clone now and that all these people are clones. Maybe not Gabby, who knows? She breastfeeds James by the end like a straight up baby would and it's making me think that he's literally a baby now. Like, you know, he just came into this life as a clone and now he views her basically as a mother figure. They end up having James beat up the detective, which was actually him. And it's just, at this point, it's like, God, damn, how many fucking clones do you have? And they're saying it was just a joke. They had one made, you know, just to scare them or whatever. Ugh. I feel like my, my face in the theater just kind of went from like, it just slowly dropped throughout this entire movie. It's so sad. I felt like it was going to be so good. James tries to leave. He even gets the bus out. And then of course they corner him and they don't let him leave. And I wrote, is this Hotel California, the song? Like, you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. They, they're not letting him leave until they leave. I don't really get the point of it. So things come to the close. He breastfeeds off that bloody nipple, and then he ends up staying during rainy season after he went all the way to the airport. And something else that makes me think that he is actually a clone is the fact that he does stay because he literally has nowhere to go. And then the movie wraps up, and I was happy that it did. You know what? Now that I'm saying all this stuff, I, I feel like the movie is a 5.5 out of 10, not 6 out of 10. I won't be watching it again. Probably ever. And now for the joke moral of the story, if you have writer's block, how about you just Google ways to overcome writer's block? That way you don't have to go on a vacation in a sketchy country and then leave your resort that is built like a fortress with people you barely know in an unsanctioned excursion. Trust me, I wanted to do my joke moral of the story on that awkward beach scene, but I decided not to. <laughs> so if you've seen Infinity Pool, please let me know down below what you thought of the movie. I would love to have a conversation about it, see if you liked it more than me or if you hated it just as much, maybe even more than me. And then don't forget to like and subscribe and I'll see you in the next one.